Mel's Herbert here. It's September 19th. It's a Thursday. And you want the virus update? Yeah, the virus is still replicating. The fevers are still occurring. I think I have to start to accept the fact that this is probably an influenza infection. Upsetting because it's so early in the influenza season. And I wish I had got my influenza vaccine earlier. But it seems that that's what it is. Or this could be soon the end of this podcast. So I'm going to keep it short again. We're going to do a big show, a large show, a grand show, a for free show next Wednesday. You'll probably get it next Friday. Oh, do you want the Tesla X uh, service update? It's been in the shop for two weeks and nothing, nothing. It's not ready. And I haven't got any texts for the last few days, even though I've texted, hey, what's happening? Hey, what's happening? They told me that's the way they want me to communicate is via text. And I haven't had one in like three days. And so tonight I called. Now, at the time was 5.10, but that... A service center doesn't close until 6, and I called at 5.10, and I went beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 and I got through to uh, ask for the status of your your repairs, and it said, I'm sorry, but the mailbox is full. If you'd like to be disconnected now, press 1. Really? Really? You know, Tesla has a lot of work to do in the service department. Hello? My guess is, my guess, is that they thought they had the right part. And then the engineer went down there and started playing with that front motor and then went, oh, we need another part. And so now they've had to go to Fremont and say, send us another part and bring it back and blah, blah, blah. But I'd like to know that. Just, you know, give me something, Tesla. Are you listening? Is this thing on? Are you listening? It's starting to get a bit upsetting. And it's also, they did give me a loaner car. We've talked about that. I had to push a little bit to get that. But they did give me a loaner car. But they gave me an S, a 75, and what they've got is a 100D X and it's a problem because that car has a very specific use case and carries a lot of stuff and it was gotten because it has so much internal capacity for carrying lots of stuff and so we're a little bit hampered by the fact we didn't get an X back. So that's a bit upsetting. Alright, so now I'll stop whining. Because I need Tesla to save the world. First of all, at the German Raceway we've been all talking about, and you've got your plaid, you know, prototype Model S, and it's faster than the Taycan, and there's all this stuff going on. Well, they just got a supercharger, like, in the last couple of days. Looks like it's got a couple of nozzles on it. And that's good, because the nearest supercharger to that raceway was about 30 miles away. And you need that, because when you're trying to break records, you want to fill that battery up full, because then you have more juice to go fast and fast often. So that is... Good times. And climate activists have hit DC, in particular Greta Thornburg, or Thunberg, and I'm not sure how to pronounce that. So her, and along with a, la- a large number of other sort of younger climate activists, went to DC. And they've been talking around the world, and it's easy to think of them, oh, isn't that cute? Look at this uh, overachieving 16-year-old. But she is pretty tenacious, and her logic is pretty impeccable. And so she said this, for example, our main enemy is not our political opponents. Our main enemy is physics. You cannot make a deal with physics. This is so important. You cannot keep pumping this stuff into the air, fill it up, and then have all the sequestration get filled up, the ocean, and not have significant effects. And then one of the heads, I believe, of the Republican Climate Change Committee asked her, well, why, or one of them, no, it wasn't necessarily her, uh, why should we spend money on developing renewables when, look, nobody else is doing it. We'll spend lots of money on this and nobody else is doing it. And this climate activist, young woman, said, you know, that is kind of the stupidest thing I've ever heard. 
you're not going to do it because everybody else is not doing? Can you look at your kids in the eyes in the years ahead and say, well, we didn't do anything because, you know, nobody else was. And she said, you know, in Sweden, they use the same excuse. Well, the US isn't doing anything, so why should we? And so that form of logic basically results in the end of the world as you know it. And it's just inane. It's lame. It's completely pathetic. And I would add to that, why would you not do something when you have an opportunity here to get a lead and continue a lead in what is going to be a multi-hundred trillion dollar industry? Renewables is where the planet is going. There is no other way. Again, using physics, there is no other way. And if the US, with all its intellectual superiority in so many of these things, if it wants to keep it, if it wants to develop these things, we should be pouring money into the development of these things and keep it and then sell it because it's a huge opportunity. So if you want to argue that way, that is another tremendous argument. Coal's dead. Last month, they did the least amount of coal sales in 30 years. Coal's dead, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Oil's dead. Gas will be dead soon. And we'll all be dead if we don't fix this problem and ridiculous, illogical statements like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They drive me crazy. Now, uh, let's go and uh, I'll take a, a chill pill and move on. So uh, Tesla CEO Elon Musk, perhaps you've heard of him, has confirmed that the highly anticipated smart summon feature will be available on all autopilot vehicles with hardware 2.0 and above. We certainly expected it for hardware 3. We had hoped maybe for hardware 2.5, but now we're hearing that hardware 2 is going to get this smart summon feature. And he said that the software is almost perfect. Have you seen those ads on TV here in the US? I can't remember which company it's from. It's like, almost perfect is not good enough lots of the time. And there are these scenarios where you can get into a lot of trouble when your translation isn't perfect and that kind of thing. So I'm a bit concerned about almost perfect. I'd like to hear perfect. Because after you run over your first child or dog or something else terrible, almost perfect isn't going to sound so good. So if it's not perfect, maybe you should just keep developing it. That's just my opinion. And the way you're going to use this is you'll go to uh, Summon, Advanced Summon, and then hold down the Come to Me feature. And this is only going to work over about a couple of hundred feet. And so you can look at uh, where the map says on the Tesla app where you are. And if it's not quite right, you can change that. Look, I'm right here. But only over a few hundred feet. But I have a little anxiety about almost perfect. And finally for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Deutsche Bank's executives met with Tesla executives. And after they met, they said they're bullish for a number of reasons. And they said this, overall, we found Tesla's message to be bullish about the company's near-term dynamics and the potential for the next 12 months to be a turning point in the company's profitability. Uh, Skepticism here, we've heard that uh, for a number of years for a number of different products. But okay, let's continue to read. In the near term, Tesla described stable Model 3, strong initial UK demand, large demand potential from Europe and Korean markets could also help boost gross margins. Beyond it, China production seems to be on track to start before year end, and it really does. We've seen more pictures. There should be a large ramp up of credits, FCA deal, and Model Y production should start in the fall of 2020. I hope so, because I think that is a big deal, which Tesla expects will yield a large additional boost to productivity and cash flow partly because they're going to be able to build it, it seems, for about the same price as Model 3 because they're using so many of the same parts. And the market is used to paying, you know, 5000 or more for these crossover SUV forms. So if that's true, that 5000 or more could potentially be all profit. So Deutsche Bank executives think, you know, it's going to be okay. But again, a little skepticism. I don't have any Tesla stock because of this show. 
and also because I really don't know how to invest. But it's very volatile. I could see Tesla stock going up into the thousands if they pull all this off. I can see it potentially going close to zero if they don't uh, pull it off. So I think if you're an investor and you know what you're doing, you're going to have to take your risks. It feels a little bit like gambling. But again, let me be clear. We need Tesla to, to work. They need to get profitable. They have a huge amount of debt. So uh, go buy a Tesla, despite all of the niggly problems. If you can afford one, go get one. That's how you and I can support. Go get one. And a Powerwall. And some solar panels. And listen to Greta. She's pretty smart. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Herbert out.